Life on Side B is a ministry of Posture Shift, a missiological ministry equipping church leaders and parents on LGBTQ inclusion and care. You can learn more at PostureShift.com. Also, we want to thank all of our patrons who keep the podcast going through the continued giving. So if you love the podcast and would like to become more involved, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash B. And now let's continue with our episode. Well. Speaking of, have I showed you guys my cup? What does it say? I like my coffee. Now I like my men. How I, I like my I, coffee. How I like my men. I also like tea. Is it not? It's not. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it took a minute, it, and you get you see the color. I the do. Colors. I love that. Yeah, I can see the colors, and like I get the idea, but I don't directly. Like get you it. know the vibe. saying, "I love I like my me- my coffee like I like my men, like mm-hmm. creamy, dark, whatever, whatever." You get it. Yeah, yes. yeah. It rem- it reminds me of yeah, I, okay, uh, David yeah, okay. Rose's um wine uh analogy to pansexuality. True. I don't know Did it. <gasps> I like oh, I've never seen the oh, show, but I saw a video that I loved it. Oh yeah, but I don't re- I don't remember oh, things. Okay. Like somebody else was quoting Shakespeare. Creek. I was like, I don't know. I don't remember. Well there's an episode and where um David slept with Stevie. And Stevie's kind of shocked because oh, okay. Stevie thought he was gay. And she yes. does it by going, I love red wine. I also thought you love red wine. And he's like, well, I do love red wine, but I also like white wine. At one time, I also had a Chardonnay on a beach in <laughs> Long Island. And then she was like, oh, so you just like, you like all things. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. A little rosé. I should make a wine cup. I need one. Oh, rosé. Yeah. It was like. I think you said that. Yeah. And all this stuff. So it was really. I was like, that is a great analogy to um, at least pansexuality is what he was talking about. But yeah. Bisexuality was just like, I love white white wine and I love red wine. Um, Yes. Oh, now I need a wine cup. Oh, there you go. I need a wine cup. Oh, goodness. Okay. Ashley, Elizabeth, it's the three of us. I, I love this, you know. Um, we were we were kind of putting this out to all of the co-hosts. And you know what? We were just seeing who all was available. And here we are, the three. Yes, this is what the Lord wanted this, right this here. This is what the Lord called for the day. <laughs> there you go. Um, we're going to talk about... <laughs> Side B 101. That's kind of what we've been talking about, like as a name for the episode. Like, what do we wish we would have known when we entered this conversation, when we entered these communities, um, all of that? The fun part is we actually already recorded this episode once. Yeah. Um, what? Even though we don't really remember what we said. No, it's we all don't. Be so new. there we go. We already we're going to do it again. Um but that's good to hear because I'm pretty sure I heard this episode because again, all things new for me in side B world. So I listened to all of life on side B in a mat, like all three past three seasons in the matter of like two months. So everything is like, well, Elizabeth, you were on the re-recording of this. You were on the previous recording. Yeah. This is the, this we're, we're doing this as a re-recording of the second episode when we did the, 
the premiere. Remember when we did the premiere and we did two episodes? Why? Why are we doing this again? Because of how the quality of sound and everything was. Oh, got it. Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm back. (laughs) See, we really don't remember. (laughs) We don't remember doing this. So it's probably really good that we're doing it. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I guess with that then to start, um, I think it would be really good to hear um, what was y'all's first experience when you entered the side B space or began doing this? Mm. Like, Elizabeth, I remember you shared a little bit about when you came to terms with Revoice, but maybe if you shared, like, what was your first experience entering, like, a side B space, maybe, like, an online space or something? Well, can I actually, like... Sure. Pass it back. Yeah, I'm gonna pass it to Ashley because I feel like I'm the I'm it's like the you're newbie, still kind of new. So you're I still would love to give the baby bee. Yeah, I want to give my like fresh reflections okay. after we hear from. That sounds great. From Ash- those who have walked this journey, Ashley can go, and then I'll go because Ashley, you've been in the community longer than me. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You were, yeah 2015. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So what was your experience like entering side B communities? Oh, you want me to go first? <gasps> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, like I said, at, when I was trying to come to terms with my sexuality, I was still in South America where I had like very little resources. Everything in Spanish was from Exodus. Um, it was it was a lot of that, um, and I had come to the states for Christmas one year, and I bought like a book that kind of went through more like theology. It wasn't really um, that explained more the scriptural part, and I just kind of started rethinking things. I was like, I I I had finally gotten over Exodus closing because for me that was actually kind of crushing because I wanted yeah. to hold on to the hope that I could I could be straight, you know, and. Coming to terms with that's probably not going to happen for me. I was like, maybe I need to rethink this as to how this can, how this is going to work. How is this going to function in my life? And Because you were already married at this point, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been married for 10 years. Um, so I was um, just kind of looking up resources, seeing what I could find on the internet, really. Um, reading what I could find, which wasn't a lot. And I started coming across like old Rosario Butterfield, Christopher Juan stuff when they weren't as, um, strict, extreme. I don't know how you want to say it. Um, and they were the first person, people that I heard, like, um, you could be same sex attracted and love Jesus. And that's not a problem. I was like, Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Well, Hmm. Let's think through this. And I started just going through like this, like rabbit hole of different sections of the internet. until I finally found GCN and Mm. the side B board on it specifically was very dead. So I was kind of just in like this mixed orientation marriage group for a while, which was very weird because most of them were side A. So it was kind of like, uh, lots of open marriage situations or just very depressed and then i finally got into they had like the side b thing like it it opened or it took me in and then they said like somewhere like we know another group that's online that's more active if you want to join there i was like cool yeah i'll do that and that's when i kind of like 
dove in and met like there were like oh there's a lot of people like this like there's there's a lot and then I started going through like my own scriptural study because I was still working in um the school of biblical studies in YWAM so I went through scripture I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna go deep into this as I was getting to know this community and I, I should you both can say the same thing. You saw all these people being so open, so vulnerable, like sharing like where they are and asking their questions. And I was the young one who didn't know anything and asked all kind of dumb questions. I wanted to find people my own age. Um, No such thing as dumb questions. Okay, so slightly naive questions, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's okay. There's grace for you, baby Gaby. There's grace for The group for was you. a lot smaller back then too, so it wasn't mm-hmm. as like don't worry, there's five thousand of these conversations already. It was it was it was pre revoice. It was very it was pretty tight knit at that time. Yeah. Um and then wow. I interacted with it it was more I was more trying to figure out my own stuff, but I didn't interact with the group as much, at least not with people. And then when I moved back to the mm-hmm. States and I was by myself, it was when it was those people in side beat that were the ones checking up on me, asking me how I was doing, how uh, my husband's paperwork was doing with immigration and everything. Those are the people mm-hmm. checking in mm-hmm. on me. Those are the people that were like being my community without me having to ask for it. That that yeah. really just um, made me feel so at home with with them and I felt like okay I can this is really something special here and the more just like the more I dove in theology and then Josh and a lot of people have said this similar things like when polls happened it just it um it changed something like to a certain point it's like our theology was there we're like yes okay I'm gay I'm Christian it's fine but you didn't really connect with other people and then this happened and it just it was this solidarity in a way that was like I can't act like this is not my people in a way. They might yeah. act like I'm not their people, but I can't I can't keep pretending to a certain extent and that's when I was became started really becoming like more open, I guess, to to the community itself and really mm-hmm. trying to be involved. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there was something like the, Pulse was just this mega moment when I feel like a lot of people who fit, thought like, even people, not even just in the side B, you know, world, but also just queer people that maybe were like, oh, I'm not really connected to the community. This is not necessarily my people, even if I'm gay. I feel like there was just this moment of going, no, we're all connected. Like, this all affects us. And seeing a lot yeah. of people that go, yeah. yeah, no, this is my family whether I like it or not, like, this is my people and my tribe. So, yeah, I, um, that was actually, I think the same week I moved back to the States. Like, Oh really? Yeah. I was here. I had been here a few days. I think it was a Sunday morning. I had just started reading people to be loved because somebody sent it to me and I read something on the internet right before church. And then we were on the way to church and it was like on the radio Whoa. Wow. Well, what a welcome back. Right? right? <laughs> this is America. Oh, yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Gosh, I'm... My, see, I started entering side B spaces after Pulse. Like, 
I'm one of those people where I had kind of been doing it by myself, generally mm-hmm. understanding the idea of being gay. I'm just not having sex. Um, and, but I thought that I didn't think I'd come up with something revolutionary. I just thought I was the weirdo doing this. Like <laughs> just, I'm that weirdo that has right. decided that they're going to be gay and Christian and not have sex because they still have weird beliefs. And it was actually through a posture shift event because Nate Collins and I had known each other for, oh. from years ago. Wow. And he posted about a posture shift event in Orlando at the time. Um, and I didn't have a concept that people like Nate that I had known were like site B. I just didn't have I didn't have this understanding. Yeah, my thing was like, there has to be more people. There has to be somebody else. <laughs> No, I was seriously like, this is such a weird idea to have. I'm probably just we- odd, just that odd. And so I went to a posture shift event and it was actually like, wow, oh my gosh. So like just it, that wasn't even about side B. That was just about like LGBT inclusion. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, these are ideas I've had. Like someone else has them. Wow. And then I met, mm-hmm. met Meg Botts and Meg Botts was like, saying oh i'm kind of like in a similar boat as you oh and there's others and they're connected online and i'm like what um it was like super super interesting then to connect and see just these people who were living out both in the same way in different ways and i was in colombia still at the time so it was really really helpful i knew other like like celibate LGBT Christians in Colombia, um, but they were very few, and so it it was just interesting for me to see this where you saw a wide range of people, um, and I I guess I initially assumed that we were all exactly in the same like context of life and all of this. Quickly learned that was not the case. Um, Absolutely not. But then I think within a year, uh, it was actually within a few months, um, then Revoice happened. Um, mm. The first Revoice, 2018. Yeah, I was going to say, you joined the year of the first Revoice because I was um, a, yeah. like a moderator of that group that year. Yeah, yeah. The, my initial group that I got into, Ashley was an admin at the time. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember I met you then the first Revoice. day, like the pre-conference day of Revoice or something. Maybe. Or it was I think the it was first the first, day of Revoice. Yeah, it was the first night of Revoice. I think I remember that. Yeah. You were actually kind of shy. I was Oh, sh- my God. I was. <laughs> what? Well, also. Well, the funny part is because I didn't know anything didn't know about anybody. this whole space. Ashley was an admin, so I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is a famous person." Like, no, but we also oh I think we had gosh. talked about like missions and stuff, so there was that too. Yeah, yeah, but you were also an admin, so I was like, "Wow." Here's that was like, that was an odd that. experience at that first revoice. I did have quite a few people, even Henry, would like come up to me. I was like, "I love reading your comments online." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, you have this, this world is too small, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little scary. <laughs> it's that weirdness of like you know someone online and then you meet them in person. You're like, are we meeting for the first time or is this like? Um... Well, see, the thing is, I didn't even know Henry. This was before he was even in the group. He knew me from the comment um, section in, of of your, your other, other brothers. brothers. <laughs> ah! Wow. Okay. 
<laughs> yes. The yes. solitary uh, woman in the comment section. I used to comment yeah. a lot. It's so funny. I remember, um, I remember meeting you at Revoice. I remember seeing Henry and all of his outfits, and I was like, "Gosh, I need, I need to meet this man." Uh, and we met the last day. I cried in Becca's workshop, and oh my gosh. she did the non-biblical, non non-biblical, non-traditional families are biblical families. Oh, the one. Um, of, oh, yeah, the one about like adoption and stuff. Yeah, it was really, really good and intentional community and stuff. And then mm. I still remember meeting Grant. I will not meeting him, but I looked across the auditorium and I saw someone with a huge fan that said shade on it. And they were just like, <laughs> the church was hot. It we was will really say hot. that it was July. Yeah, but that's still that a was very so grand. extra. Well, yeah, we all and have little like, voice yes, fans. He had his own extra. fan. Yeah, he had his shade fan. It was huge. And I was like, I love him (laughs) (laughs) but i think he i didn't meet him that time i didn't i didn't have the courage to go up and talk to him but yeah yeah i was shy that first time because i went by myself oh that must have been interesting Mm. but i mean bill was there but i didn't really know bill at the well oh i thought you did really i thought you well i hadn't met him i thought you worked with posture shift already at that point no I was, I didn't start working with him until like the October after that, but, um, mm, okay. but I definitely had met him before. Wait, maybe I was working with him. I, I can't, no, I wasn't working with him yet, but I definitely went to his, his workshop then. Like I had met him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I remember Grant, me and Grant and quite a few other people, we stayed in a big Airbnb that first year. And I remember, and I had known Grant for years at this point, like at the very least three, cause we joined the group around the same time. And at this point, I used to post like videos when I was just too lazy to write in the group, which I stopped doing because I know some people have hearing impairments. But at the time, I did it a lot. And I remember we were in the house and he goes, this is the first time I've heard your voice. Like, Grant, I didn't know you had an accent. Grant. And then we start the podcast. He's like, Ashley's American. Yes. (laughs) I still remember that moment when like, he realized you're not You've heard my him. accent. <laughs> Amazing. Uh. I mean, for me, it's I don't it's it is interesting. I I don't remember if I've said this yet, but I came in I came into the side B world as an ally of sorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I interpreted it. Yeah. So, you know, my first, yeah, my first kind of side B exposure was also posture shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going because I was trying to like start an LGBTQ ministry um, within my last ministry context or two ministry contexts ago, whatever. And um, I wanted to take my supervisor and I was like going to show her, hey, there actually are people having discussions yeah. about inclusion and theology and just caring for people like humanity as it relates to lgbtq and and the church yeah so i took my supervisor and my intern at the time and my intern had come out to me 
shortly before then. So I was also there not only to like convince my supervisor, gain information for myself, but to like create space for my intern and try to get her connected to people. So I was like all up in Bill's face. Like every set after every session I'm talking to him and I was like, Bill, do you have any friends that you can connect me to my intern? Because like she needs community. And he was like, I'm gonna connect her to Meg Botts. Mm-hmm. So Meg Botts is like a common denominator here. And got connected to Meg and um she shared a side B community, the Facebook group uh, with my intern and I was so freaking jealous because I wanted to be a part of that community so bad and I used to like I used to meet with my intern's name's Masha she's also my best friend I think I've mentioned her a few times on Mm -hmm. recording so I don't know what order we're in but anyway (laughs) she would come over my house and I'd be like so what's going on what's going on in the community today? And she's like, I'm not supposed to tell you. I can't tell you anything. And then she would be scrolling and laughing or be like, oh, what's that about? And I'd be like, please just show me. Like, I won't tell anybody. I just was dying to be, because I'm nosy. I'm nosy AF and I cannot be left out. So, so, you know, fast forward, I go to Revoice, and Revoice was it. Like, Revoice was my gateway drug into queerness because I just, you know, there was no there was no denial anymore. It was just so raw and real, and the testimonies were incredible. And, yeah. you know, obviously God just moved in my heart to be honest and vulnerable. So it's been... It's been a fun and wild ride because I literally went, my first revoice was 2020. So that was the pandemic online revoice. So I didn't really like, I saw people on screen, but I didn't know anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, Started being a part of the Facebook community shortly after, but I'm also a mom of two and like ridiculously busy and was going through like, trauma ministry trauma yeah so i wasn't like super connected um so then i go to revoice this past year and well no go back a little bit like i next thing i know i'm asked to speak at revoice and i asked to be on a panel and i was like i don't y'all don't know me like i don't understand why anybody is asking me to do anything so it felt like though i had like went to revoice 2020 it was revoice soft like it was revoice light and then, you know, last year it was like, this is the full experience and I'm speaking and now I've started this ministry with Meg. Like it just, everything came like that. It was like zero to 60. I was about to say, yeah, so, you just like right? dove in head right first, yeah. all of it. <laughs> but honestly, it's so me. Like if once I fall in love with something, I'm in it. I'm in yeah. it to win it. So, but, but however, I think I've really seen a lot and learned a lot and it's at my advantage because I come at it from a different place like I'm coming at side B community as a 35 year old who is not identified as queer for most of her life nor identify in the side B community and quite honestly a lot of the work that I do and the people that I hang with are not side B but just just regular old LGBTQ people who have no faith. 
So there's a lot of interesting differences there, the way people kind of, you know, identify and interact with their own identity and God. So it's it's fun. Yeah, like yeah. I've said it a couple of times, like I like some of the like the freshness that you bring to some of the conversation because there's like things that are oh, quote unquote taboo that we don't say that you have no idea about and you say it. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what we're not supposed to say. Not that so we're not I'm supposed to, that we it. don't. Somebody's... Like, I think you talking, yeah. like, your revoice talk, that was the first time I've heard someone talk about that type of thing out in the open mm. without it being so trauma-informed from our past and the way that we were taught wow. about sexuality yeah. and all these other things where you're like, we still got to talk about this, though. Mm-hmm. Like, these, yeah, these <laughs> we still need absolutely. boundaries, you know? And those are conversations we need to have. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think there are such beautiful things that I see in the side B community and the side B world and theology. I, I do not question where I am. Like, I'm so grateful for this family. But just like any family, like, yeah, we're we're not perfect, and there's some conflict there, oh, yeah. and there's some drama, All the time. and there's some things that I see where I'm like. We could do this better, so let's do it together. So I'm I'm really hoping that not just me, but all of us mm-hmm. can, you know, reform and always reforming, right? Like always being sanctified. So yeah, good time. Well, <laughs> and I guess that's like kind of leads into my next question of we've all grown. We've all, you know, continue to grow. Um, some of that has been because of you know side b spaces some that has been in spite of side b spaces um or the church or whatever um and you know we we've gotten messages through you know throughout the podcast where um where people will write in loving the podcast and they'll talk about how we we many times can get very very technical very very beyond where they're at where they're like don't forget the gabies don't forget us who are starting or people can come into this and be like um just jumping in and i i was just thinking about what now as i have grown what are some of the things i wish i had known back when i started like with everything i know now if i could go back to josh like little shy josh voice little shy josh try to speak to famous ashley um (laughs) (laughs) what would i like what would i tell him um Mm. you know or what would i say to people who are entering you know these kinds of things and um and so i mean i can start off with like some of the things that i have been thinking in that um because I think one of the things, and I, I tell this to a lot of side B people when they kind of begin to meet other side B people is don't expect it to meet all of your community. That. Mm. Don't expect it to meet all of your community. Mm. Don't even expect to connect with everyone mm-hmm. or so to agree with everyone. Mm-hmm. Use it as a tool to meet your people that you need to meet mm-hmm. and to just stay informed. Of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like there is, and I I know we're going to talk about this in some other episodes, but there's this strong idea that I feel happens where I, I I many times will separate side B belief, 
from side B organizations, from side B mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. These are three Good. different things. Yes. Good. And yes. just because you have issues Helping with one, <laughs> yeah, just because you have issues with one doesn't mean you have to cross out the other two. Because some people will say, oh, I don't like this organization, or I really have a problem with this online group, or whatever. And they'll be like, so I don't know if I can be side B. I'm like, well, that's, yeah. that's has nothing to do with each other. Um, yeah. Well, and also theology. Like, I am really thankful for the people, this is my son, but the people I've met through side B who are not side B. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, I don't actually hold a side B theology, but these are my people. Or I'm still trying to figure it out theologically, but I'm not going to just run away from these people who have invested in me for the past, you know, five years, 10 years or whatever. Like, I love that. Somebody told me recently, like 25% of the people who came to Revoice were not side B. And I was like, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Like, that is fantastic. I was very surprised when I heard Matthew Vines went. I loved it. I couldn't. Have, I was like, I heard because like I left and I heard somebody say, I was like, what? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. there. Yeah. No, that's so true because I think we yeah, separate. No, Josh, no, yeah. No, we no, just, no. Go, please. Okay, I just the way that we separate, like we separate the two. We think that. Yeah. First of all, if you're si- like if you're in ASBC, you have all of my theology personally. Um, mm-hmm. Not at and all. And then. Um, mm, mm-hmm. we, we just make all of these different things. And I think that those have to be separated. You can't expect it to meet every need you have. It Absolutely. is, there's a lot of un- emotionally unhealthy people <laughs> that yes. identify as, as, as it. everywhere else. Yeah. As, like it is not unique. It's, exactly. It's, it's made of people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not an excuse for not growing, but it's a thing of like not getting hopes up in that way because a lot of people have been burned like that like they've gone in like expecting to get every need met there like they're Mm -hmm, super mm -hmm. and i mean nothing against anybody who's like super lonely going through a time of depression they're super touch starved whatever you're going through obviously that's a hard thing to go through but you can never and i'm not saying you know jesus needs to is everything even though he is i'm just saying i'm not saying that nonchalantly but you go in there expecting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people to meet those needs, and you're gonna get burned one way or another. They have pe- we've had yeah, people leave being yeah. like, "It's not what I expected." I was like, "What do you expect? It's not church." Well, and I think people go in with the desire to see themselves and other people yeah. as well, which is a part of community. Like yeah. I'm going into this community because I hope to see people who look like me and act like me and who I don't have to over explain myself to. Like I was having dinner with um, one of my straight friends, actually the jury's out. Okay. So one of my <laughs> friends and, <laughs> and um, you know, a friend who has been living you know, a gay, as a gay man, celibate and single for the past, like, 20 plus years. Like, this man is a legend to me. Yeah. So we're all hanging out. I hadn't come out to either of them. And I start sharing my story. And I start, like, giving, I don't know, I don't even remember what part of the story I said. But I was, I said something. And this guy stops me and he like puts his hand on the table, like very grace, gracefully and graciously. I was like, I understand Elizabeth. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to keep explaining. I understand. And I was like, 
oh, like I knew, I felt it. I was like, there's sincerity in there. And yeah. he get, he's like, isn't it so nice that somebody else gets it? So that's something I love about coming into this IB community is because I can just say it, you know? That's another thing too. Like you said, you go in expecting to find people who have stories similar to yours. And so, and I feel like three different things happen in a way. Like one, you find people who look like you, sound like you, have similar interests as you, have similar stories than you, and you don't get along. You actually don't (laughs) see eye to eye. And then you find people that like, you don't look like me, sound like me, have similar interests to me, but we're actually on the same page. Yeah. And then you find people that you just click with. And then you find people that you absolutely don't click with. There's, there's all that variety. You can't just, and the thing is when you go into these groups where if you've grown up Christian and you've only heard one or two people ever talk about sexuality before, and now you're surrounded by it, you automatically Mm -hmm, feel mm -hmm. vulnerable. All these people understand Mm me. Um, You kind of instantly connect over these like root traumas, which is like deep. Yeah. But you don't know if the people have dogs or not. So it's like, (laughs) it's, 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 it's a very like, it's like when you meet for the first time in Revoice, it's like, I, I know your mom issues, but I don't actually know you as a person, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a lot of things you have to learn about healthy relationships that just because you automatically connect with people over one thing does not mean you're actually going to connect or be best friends or, and that's not a bad thing. Mm hmm. No. Well, and that's why I think uh, we have to all be vigilant to watch out for codependent relationships and unhealthy relationships within the community because of exactly because of what you're talking about, Ashley. I know what turns you on. Like, I know what trauma you've gone through. Like, I know. Yeah, I know it all. Like, I know stuff your mama don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know what kind of food you like. I don't know your last name. I don't know who you are as a person. I So then there's already a boundary. And I'm. it's not a bad thing that is crossed or no. like a commonality that's shared. But it, it also does breed some false intimacy. Yes. And I think that that's why, you know, we come across people who get into these really dangerous or uncomfortable or unwarranted or unwanted relationships mm-hmm. or situations like but we really know each other mm-hmm. or i'm just gonna say it or people that are trying to be pursuing celibacy yes. and then get into situations and then they ain't being celibate yeah like, yeah no that's exactly what, thank yeah. you for, thank you for just saying it exactly well it's, what it's, it is but it makes sense it does like there's a thing like you said something like i said that's one of the things that like i feel like in the side where we don't say no more because of our trauma with exodus codependency we really struggle with that. Mm-hmm. me and meg we still have this postponed phone call that we want to talk about um codependency what it is what it's not and what we've always said it is but it really mm. isn't kind of like mm. that meme it's like you keep mm. saying that word but you don't know what it means but like yes yes that yes. that is something we really do need to work on not in the way we always did where it's like you don't actually like this person you're codependent you need to be careful with codependency yes. that's what makes you gay not at all but codependency yes. is a thing yes. Yes. that we do need to be yes. wary of and people like the old saying they like to play with fire you know they like to like let's see how far i can i can push the line yes. but like you said this false intimacy that makes you feel so close mm-hmm. and let's because i'm not going to get what 
I'm not going to go there, but like, let's see, mm-hmm. let's see what this feels like. And before you know it, that's where you are. Yeah. 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 I was on a retreat this weekend with a bunch of LGBTQ Christians with our ministry awesome. and it was lovely. What's that? Oh, thanks. No, it was lovely. Um, but on the way back, one of, one of the guys who was with us is, um, a therapist and in, fantastic therapist like so great and he was like caring for everyone and he was like if anyone just wants to chat with me individually during our time here like I'm not I'm not offering therapy sessions but I'm here to like be a listening ear it was amazing I can give you some good insight on the ride oh it was oh my gosh okay so on the ride back just random facts he tells us that the top reason why therapists lose their license is because they have sex with their clients. That makes top sense. reason. I didn't know it was right? the top reason, but and I knew it, that was a thing. It shocked me. I was like, "Ooh, why? Why?" But it makes sense when you think about it. Why? Because of that false intimacy. Like yeah. this, there's this person who's coming in in a vulnerable place, and they're sharing their deepest, darkest secrets with me, and I'm helping soothe their pain and care for them and help. And there's so then, like the patient thinks they're that, in love with them. Yeah, or the doctor or the therapist does. Like, there, it breeds that. That's why boundaries are so necessary in a therapeutic environment. That's why that can't, those can't, like Josh was saying, those can't be the only relationships you have. A therapist has to have friends, their own therapists, other communities. So they're not just hanging out with their clients. Yep. Because there's this opportunity for false intimacy that could turn totally wrong exactly no, yeah I, so i hope that for our community too yeah. like no, that was one of the reasons episode <laughs> Ooh, we boun- do. it's that healthy boundary episode that we won't do yeah do, yeah and then we haven't in like it. season two um but that's that was one of the reasons i liked it was like on like i said your other brothers as they're 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 a toss salad but i like it some of them <laughs> Tom did um, like a few like connected posts that I think he called the Cuddle Chronicles about mm-hmm. uncomfortable situations he was in where it wasn't that anything wrong was done per se, but it made mm-hmm. him uncomfortable and he felt like he crossed his yes. own boundary or someone else's yes. boundary because of fear to say something or it was a new situation or different things like that. And it was... yeah. I found it refreshing because it was not like this is wrong. No one should do it. But it was like, for me, this made me uncomfortable Mm, and I didn't say anything mm. at the time. And this is what I learned from it. And I think that that's something, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you said, that's something we need to talk about more. Yeah. Well, and I think that Mm -hmm. this is, this is something I've been processing a lot, especially when people come into side B spaces. And this is also, I think important for people that come into side B spaces that haven't, landed on their theology which i think is mm-hmm. okay and needed but i think that there's also something really important to understand about the hyper vulnerability to sexual pressure that there is inside these spaces because when you have a space that is based upon the agreement that we're not pursuing sexual activity among each other at least among the same sex you know like individuals um that there becomes a level of openness that people allow themselves. They take away a guard because that they normally would have up of people making sexual advances. It's a thing that we all have, but then we take that down because we 
think, oh, I'm safe in this space. No one's pursuing sex. Um, But then if you have a person who's processing or who is not completely clear on that, they might even say it. No, I'm, you know, side B, but then they're not completely. And they may not even intending it in that way, but they might give nonverbal communication for sexual advances that the other person Mm -hmm. was not prepared to have their boundary up in order to engage mm-hmm, with mm-hmm, and therefore mm-hmm. you end up having situations of sexual pressure there's so many things in this like I, especially for guys i think it goes for all members but especially for guys when i see new side b people i always say be careful yeah just be careful yes. have understand that just because people are pursuing celibacy doesn't mean that they're doing it well that they're yes. trying to do it. And like, there's the emotional side. There's the sexual side, especially among guys. Like I I'll be mm-hmm. honest. There, there is a factor of like that people will, once they see someone that they think is objectively attractive, they will get messages from other, like from other people that they see online. Yeah, It's a reality. It's something that happens. And the sad part is, is that people have to like deal with this. And, yes, yes. Um, I just think that there's some things to be aware of in that way. I really but like I, the I, second I, episode yeah. you and Christian did on his, like you guys did the uh, the sexual abuse one, like the mm-hmm. our, on our main channel, and then like I listened. Oh, and then we did the bonus episode later on. I listened to it like way later, yeah. and I was like, that was yeah. actually really good because it talked a lot about like the um, like those other things, like boundaries and and more like what you want to say like smaller stuff not as serious stuff but like these yeah. kinds of things like the boundaries in like friendships relationships um mm-hmm. unknown situations yeah. stuff like that it was really yeah. good yeah i thought that was really good for everyone for um on a bonus episode last season christian and i answered questions from patrons and yeah there was a lot of good questions related to kind of what leads into you yeah. know situations of sexual violence and stuff but um the other thing the last other thing i was thinking about that stood out to me as something that I wish I had known or pushed more quickly in site B was friendships with people that were different from me. Um, yes. Like, honestly, in all of my years in, in queer community, side B spaces were actually my first time having deep, intimate friendships with, like, female queer, like, queer females. Mm. like mm. both of you are two of those examples You're welcome. thank you and it's amazing <laughs> like there's there are many aspects i think and this is a general queer community where we'll many times stick in our own little bubbles within the queer community and i think mm-hmm, that there's some mm-hmm. need for that to be able as you said to be able to hear and see yourself in many ways but then yeah i think there was such a beauty for me especially with friendships with women that i was like I don't know. There was just such a bonding and a beautifulness to it that I found in um, especially pursuing that in side B that I had never had even in my queer days, like like before faith and all of that. I love that. That is really great. And And I like I'm. Go ahead. No, no, please. I'll say that's interesting. I'm about, because... I'm about to probably say. Yeah. Go ahead. <gasps> ah, I'll say it's sorry. interesting because, like, I feel like for women, at least in the past, maybe not as much now, because now there's a lot more female voices and stuff like that. But in the past, women always had to interact in male queer spaces because yeah. men were the only ones yes. talking about sexuality. So, like, that's kind of why I was always on your other brothers because it was a resource I found. It was stories I related to. I have lots of brothers. Um, so like, 
Interacting with guys has never been a problem for me, but also, like I said, for queer women, yeah. it was almost kind of like the only option you had anyway. So you, we kind of have a little more in that we tend to interact more with queer guys because it's the option that there yes. is. But that's interesting that you say that. Yes. Like, I guess guys never really had to had to do that because they were always in these male-dominated spaces. Yeah. Well, I'll say this, and then, Elizabeth, I want to hear what you were about to yeah. say. Is, no, I would definitely say it's a, it's a thing of guys. Like, I, again, and then I run into this inside B and outside of side B, where guys almost in, very intentionally will want to be in groups of queer men. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I was like, no, <laughs> like, that's not like, that's not what we need to go for in this situation. And I, I, I just made me really sad when, as I began, like, to begin have friendships with like Meg and uh, you, Ashley, like, were one of the like first people I connected with in the community mm-hmm. um, and just a bunch of people. Um, I just think it really allowed me to have a more broader understanding of queerness and like mm-hmm, queerness mm-hmm. had always been this idea of connecting with people that I could potentially be attracted to also. Yeah. <laughs> so it's this like, <laughs> and Whoa, I, I love that. I have to <laughs> engage with queerness with someone that I'm, I'm never going to yes. have an issue with yes. in any way. And be like, wow, we get to bond on this and have to have no issue in that situation. So I think that there was a beauty in this to the point that then when I would engage with guys who'd be like, well, I, I just don't know how to engage with queer women. I'm like, just start friendships. It's Say hi. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you need that. Josh, I loved that because I think you're right. It happens both in and outside of Christian spaces. It's it's kind of a part of queer culture that you hang out with your tribe. Um, and there isn't a lot of, especially from gay guys, yeah. there isn't a lot of mixing and mingling. Yeah, let's be honest, that's actually, where it's mostly happening. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And Ashley's right that like we as women, we're always we're always if we want to be a part of a community, for the most part, it's going to be male dominated. That's just how it's going to be. Um, But I love what you said, because I think it brings that is something really beautiful about our community is it brings another element to it that not everybody there. It's, it's not like going to the club yeah. where like you're going to have fun. You're going to dance. You are also going to see who looks good, who you mm-hmm. might hook up with that night. Mm-hmm. And when you're throwing in, you know, when you're all Christians and you're throwing in lesbians and bisexuals and pansexuals and transgender people and ace people and they're all in the mix, you don't know what's happening. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't have that same intention of like, I'm also here because I want to see who I'm going to go home with tonight. Mm-hmm. There, it unfortunately can happen, yes. but the, that, that piece is gone. And I really, I'm so glad that you brought that up. I think what I wanted to share was that, I guess if I could tell younger me or me two years ago about like what this is going to look like, um, I would also like kind of continue on Ashley's statement that, be prepared that this is going to be, and that maybe I'm not supposed to, this is one of those things that maybe I'm not supposed to say, but here I go. It's going to be a primarily white, like, Oh no, you can say that. Cis. 
male space. Yeah. Like that is what it's going to be. And, you know, I guess I should have already in, already known that, but I think Revoice really like opened my eyes to that. I was like, oh, now that we're all in the same room, <laughs> this room is very white. This room is very dude heavy. Oh, yeah. And I'm really thankful for all all of you there, but it does make me long for, you know, I think the female presence is, is there. Um, not as prominent, but there. Um, but I think within our culture as, as a community, we could definitely use more ethnic diversity, um, more ace voices yeah. really involved in speaking out more trans folks mm -hmm. sharing and being involved. So I, I just think I would love to see more empowering yes. of those voices. And it's, the, it's happening. Like it's happening. And yeah. I know it's ever, it's other people's priority. It's just, how do we really do that? Well, so I guess part of what I'm saying is I hope if you are a female listener, if you, if you identify as female here if you are a um, ethnic minority, please like let your voice be heard yes. and you have something to say and people need to hear it. So I don't I don't know where I don't know how, but let's like let's make it happen because I think the more diversity, the better. And that's my soapbox for the day. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely. And I love what you were talking about, especially with the not just having like the inclusion but the empowerment of those voices yes you know yes it's it's been something that like leslie hudson reynolds and i have been talking about we're like having the trans voice that isn't always their voice like their voice is awesome yeah like i love them but they're like the number one like side b trans voice that gets elevated but we need more people mm -hmm. in this and that's why mm -hmm. i was so excited mm -hmm. to see like the trans panel happened this past year and we're seeing more of those but like even in just all of these areas of like minority voices because you are 100 right it's like so dominated by cisgender white male and mm -hmm. um it's like taking a lot of intentionality to change that you know yeah yeah and it it always will mm -hmm. it will always need to be intentional but I think like the more that we can prioritize it and allow um, minority voices, gender, sexual, I mean, we're all kind of sexual mi minorities, but some more diverse yeah. minorities yeah. to and ethnic minorities to speak, the more it will shape the community. Yes. At, like as a whole, and I don't even mean speak like at Revoice or be on the podcast, though I think that those things are always helpful. I just mean like what we talk about and mm -hmm. how we talk about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And what liturgy we like and what books we read and what songs we sing and relate to together as a community. I don't want it to just be we just take white evangelicalism and make it gay. Mm -hmm. Oh, Like I don't yeah. want that. Like, yeah. I want something more. Amen. We we have too much to offer. Amen. Yeah. 100%. Ugh. So good. Um, I know we have a few more minutes. Anything else that stands out to y'all? 101. Um, Just kind of thinking about what that means. Right. Yeah. I think an important thing is 
for people like don't try to uh, understand everything all at once like don't don't yes. don't try to think you have to have it all figured out right now like um take the time you need jesus is not mm-hmm. in any yes. hurry for you to get to any certain mm-hmm. point um yeah for him you know eternity the the few months to few years it might take you to figure something out is like a brisk blink of an eye for jesus and face of mm-hmm. eternity so it's mm-hmm. like not mm-hmm. he knows where you're going to end up already He's not waiting for you like, hey, we need to get to an answer like right now. I need I need to know where you're at with this. He's not doing that. Like it's he knows where you're going to end up before you do. And he is perfectly patient with however long that's going to take. Wow. The people in your life might not be and that's a different situation. But don't put that pressure yeah. on yourself to be able to have to like understand all of the Bible and all of theology and all of biblical study around this subject right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always appreciated there's been like, so I'm just a theology nerd. I love it. I always want to understand. I want to get into like original, Same. you know, like language, all this stuff. And I have always really appreciated people that have kind of been like, no, I don't really need that. Yes. Right. I, just, yes. I don't. I don't need it. Like I believe it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I've obviously study like they, they've internalized like what they believe and have thought through things. But they don't have to have every single question answered for them. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think kind of connect, like connected to that is this idea of understanding yourself as a whole person. Mm-hmm. It's not yes. just going to be the question of like, what language do I use? And all of this stuff, it's going to be like stuff that Elizabeth, you talked about in your talk, like about maturity and emotional, like, mm-hmm. uh, like emotional, like health and you yeah. know sexual integrity and all this those kinds of things like there's so many aspects of it that just and it doesn't yeah doesn't and if you're in a situation no, I, where I, someone's I demanding an answer from you i think it's good to discern and measure out who is this person in my life do mm. do they demand answers in other areas of my life do they deserve an answer right now for yeah. this there are certain people that yes yeah. there are people yeah. that you're going to want to explain things to or whatever have you what your priorities are in your life but there are some people that are going to have demand things from you that it's like who are you to demand things from me like not that you're like super important but you know what i mean like you don't yeah you're not part of my life you mm-hmm. don't influence my life you don't care about any other part of my life yeah. so yeah. why don't you just let me be like don't yeah. don't yeah let yourself feel pressured by that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like echo all of that to say, um, I my hope is that there's room for exploration within side B communities, um, that we would do it all the while honoring one another, mm-hmm. all the while caring for one another yes. well. So I'm not saying like, Please don't sexually explore in right. our community. <laughs> Go do that. Take that else. elsewhere <laughs> if that's where you're at. However, like I think as it relates to what you believe and how you build community, like I think people feel like I have to have it all together before I come into this space. I think people in our own spaces feel like we need only people who are like who got it together and anyone else could be a threat. I don't think it has to be like no. that. 
Um, I think let's like have an open posture for people. I, I was thinking about Grant and I's episode at QCF and there were so many people who wrote in who are like, what do you suggest for people who are still trying to figure it out? I'm kind of leaning this way or that. Is there some resource or some way or some place where I can come and figure it out? And I feel like come, come into yeah. this community and figure it out along with us. Cause I don't have it all together either. Mm. And what good is theology if it doesn't grow and dare I say in some ways change? Like mm -hmm. I'm not advocating for all of us to like go back to square one, but we have a we serve a living God who which means he is not never changing. However, he is moving. He is like moving within different aspects and areas. So we are also ever changing and evolving people who also can see things differently based on our own situations and the people we're around it. So like there has to be room there. I hope that there's room yeah. for that, yeah. like growth and exploration as well. Like I so I think, one, yeah, don't be scared. Come on in. One criticism that I've heard of like revoice, they're like, well, why isn't it like open to side a people? And it's like, it's not that it's not, open to people of different beliefs it's like if you want a specifically side a space this ain't it i'm sorry this is not a side a space yeah it's a side absolutely. B space. but i think it's a perfectly reasonable place for like you said i don't know where i'm at i want to see what you guys have like can we talk about this can i ask mm -hmm. some can i ask some heavy questions here i would i would like yeah. that those i'm not saying like saying like the organization the speakers but like the people you would meet there there's probably a lot more of them than you would think like yeah. in the interactions yeah. between sessions getting the coffee and you know just the walking around and talking to each other interacting mm -hmm. like i feel like bridget's book has been a really good connector for different sides yes. of the community like you know there yeah. are things that you can connect over you can have we should be able to have a space like you said to be able to like come together in the fact that we love jesus very how we may on these on these parts yeah yeah. Well, and I think even as you're like saying before, Elizabeth, there's something to say about the fact that like 25% of the people that went to Revoice are not side B, it's all at least side B. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I think that that shows that there's, there is desire for people to be in the spaces they figure things out. And we have to look at like, how, how do we like make that space, you know, mm -hmm. for, for, mm -hmm. for that. And yeah, that it's okay to be like for me I, when I first came into the community, I was still like figuring things out. We all are, and we're all yeah, growing and yeah. all this stuff. And so, yeah, one hundred percent. Do not feel like you need to have everything figured out, like because that's not needed. Um, and this can be. But a, at the go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, but at the same time, like I hope that there's also people who are coming in like so excited, yes, because they're like finally. I know I'm not alone. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely. I think that that's one thing that e all three of us have said is that, like, I knew that there was a soft place for me to land at mm -hmm. the end of the day because I have people who know me, who get me, yeah. who love me. And, Amen. and like, I never want that to go away. Amen. Like, I don't want to... I don't want to say that any of it would be muddying the water, but I think that that's the beauty of Jesus is that he gives us community, like-minded community, hope, wholeness, safety. Mm -hmm. And then he also sends us out. Yeah. So like, there's always this ebb and flow. 
And I think that our community can also offer that, yeah. like along with Jesus. Yeah. Oh, so good. So many good things shared here. I hope that helps I... the people who are like, because like I even wondered people like we need something not necessarily simpler, but like less technical. I was like, I, I hope that helped them. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, if you're listening, let us know. Let, a, let yes, us some, write please. us a note on the website. Email, like send us a tweet, you know, direct messages on Instagram, whatever way you want to. We would love to hear. Um, if you've been like in Psych B community for a while, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what mm. do you wish you could tell yourself? When you were, um, you know, first starting this out, what would you say to people that are just coming into the community? Um, would love to hear that. And if you are new to this conversation, would love to hear what has been your process like. What did you gain from this? Um, what would you add? So please message us, tweet us, send us, you know, mention us in an Instagram story. We'll share it as well. We'd love to interact with it. Yeah. And our um, patrons too that have like our Discord group. You guys don't forget about us. Yeah, our yeah, our Discord good. group. Let's talk about it. I would love to hear from you all. Um, and I want to say also, can, if you don't mind, Josh, if you are a pastor here or an ally or somebody who's yes. like here to be informed, send this to your friends because when I'm meeting with allies and pastors. When they're asking me, like, how do I learn more about what Side B community looks like? This podcast is the first place I send them. Mm. Or when I talk to people and they're like, I, I have a friend who just came out and they're trying to explore where, where they're at and they don't know anyone. I always say, this is the podcast to listen to because it's a great, like, starting off point. And you're getting, like, real life in action. Yeah. Like, real life in real time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We are so glad that you um, joined us. And we are looking forward to the next few episodes. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.